previously on Anything Goes. Hey, did you, have you ever seen those, very quick, have you ever seen those uh, audition, like those uh, porno scenarios where the girl shows up for the audition? You know, and then the guy said, hey, but there is no job. You know, those audition ones. I've seen women get stopped in the street and say, yeah, in come, in the bus, come in the bus. Uh, <laughs> come in the uh, the fun bus. The bang I was devastated when I found out the bank bus wasn't real because I'm like, these well, whores are so Come dumb. on. I knew it wasn't real. I guess this doesn't happen. The bang bus isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, stranger, come fuck on film. Everything. Okay. Everything I learned. In Kathleen's life. Hearing that the bang bus isn't real is like, like it's like a little kid bus. finding out there's no Santa Claus. The bang bus to me is the cash cab to most people. <laughs> like, right. I'm in the bang bus. <laughs> well, what if there's a green card attached to the bang bus? Oh, she'd be in that bang bus. <laughs> I'd be banging in that bang seconds. bus for a week. I don't care. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? What do the people who are always picked last for sports teams do? They host a radio show. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? All right, well, we're on. So, uh, have you guys been following anything of the whole Chris D'Elia thing? Um, I've, like, been following as much as, like, I saw the whole, like, I, I read about it and stuff, and I was not surprised either. <laughs> so, the time, the time you spent in L.A., Kathleen, did you ever run into him or know him? Oh, I sure did. I didn't really know him, but I right. did a show with him on, um, at the Laugh Factory. Okay. And it was, like, one of my very first shows at the Laugh Factory, so I was, like, really excited and kind of, like, I was a nerd about it. And I, and he had this girl with him. And uh, we were upstairs in the lab factory where the comics all hang out after. Yeah. And uh, she was sitting, we were all sitting around. And uh, she said, you were my favorite comic on the show. And he got like visibly angry that she right. said. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just some dorky Canadian. Like, like you're threatened by the fact that the girl that you're with thinks that I'm funny. And she right. didn't even say you're funnier than Chris. She just said, I love you the most. But she's a girl. She's probably related to me the most. So he was just a, like, anytime I ever met him, he was like a stuck-up dick. Right. But, yeah. But I'm not surprised. I I always heard that, but he always, didn't he always have a reputation for being kind of sleazy and, and dating, like, really young girls? And... Well, the girl he was with was super young, and, like, I mean, I wouldn't say she's underage, but she's really young. I mean, he's his dad, I th he's like a case of nepotism, right? Like he's in the industry because his dad was like some famous producer. And that yeah. was like, everyone, everyone talked about that out there. And then, and then he, and he got on Whitney and like Whitney liked him. So he got all that, but right. I mean, he's never been this comic. Everyone's like, Oh, he's the greatest comic ever. It's kind of like, well, he's here and he's a dick. So we just let him stay. <laughs> like it's weird. I don't know. So I've never, I've never been a huge fan of what he does. I don't know him. I never, I'm, I might have met him once or twice in passing in LA or at some big show. I, I don't have yes. any memory. Whatever I saw him, I felt he was more of a kind of, you know, that Dane cook of the act out was more important than the material, which isn't my thing in comedy. Some people love that shit. And I'm not a huge fan of it. 
like someone like Mike McDonald has great material and does act out, so that's fine. But if the act out's more than the material, it's not my thing. But I don't understand this whole thing about young girls. I mean, obviously in LA it's a big deal, but and now Jeffrey Ross is being accused of it, and there's a whole thing on him. And I yeah. just I don't understand this fascination with 16 and 18 year old girls. I don't either. Like I was talking to this with the Lacomber because I'm on the road with him right now, and right. it's it's like Okay, I, if you want to fuck an eighteen-year-old, go ahead. That's a legal adult. That person. Sure. It's still pretty. It's still kind of gross if you're in your thirties. But I like, think so. Yeah. But but fifteen, sixteen, you're a pedophile. Sorry, you're a pedophile. And if you're looking at girls that are fifteen and sixteen, you have you have a pedophilia brain. <laughs> you know, like it's just not. It's not. It's not normal. And then the Jeffrey Ross one is kind of gross because her father was yes. okay with it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's, I didn't do enough research on that. I just saw some of it to get ready for this. And I'm like, I got to look more into it before I, you know, make a comment of either way. But there was a lot of gross things that were said in that article, for sure. Well, and all these, sorry, all these young women are coming forward, like these, like Megan Fox now coming forward mm -hmm. saying that Michael Bay sexualized her when she was 15. And you, have you seen that appearance on Jimmy Kimmel? And Jimmy no. Kimmel just kind of laughs about it and makes a joke but it's really kind of gross what he right. like what Michael Bay did to her and so now all these women are like like my whole thing I think that this is the second wave of the Me Too movement I think we got all the rapists and like the the, the sexual assaulters but I think now they're gonna go and find uh the men that were like used their power for bad like the, like now it's like the Louis C.K.'s that are coming that are gonna get called right. out now right I think I think a lot of sort of older guys um, like to date younger women, so it makes them feel younger. But then also it's sort of like, um, but and also I think a, a lot of guys, if they uh, were never all that successful with women when they were sort of in their early twenties or in their teens, that once they reach a certain uh, amount of fame or, or and, and build up a certain amount of confidence. Then they sort of want to dive back into that pool of where, where now you as someone in your late twenties or, or early thirties are are going after the the women that you, you couldn't get when you were age appropriate with them, and probably that age bracket is really easier is a lot easier to manipulate and to get absolutely of course that's the whole point and, and and so it's sort of like and, and now it's sort of like it's it's you know it's not unheard of for someone to use their fame to their advantage to get uh you know sex with the young with with women in the first place but just but yeah to, to well first of all you got to make a distinction when you keep on saying women you're talking 18 and older yeah these, these are girls. girls these are girls and and there someone this is not my point i read this point and i i, I was very interesting how the media portrayed it sometimes they called them young women when they were 16 yeah. and then sometimes they were called girls and to me, when they're 16, I don't know if I'm comfortable with the term young women, because it almost does seem like you're trying to hide the pedophilic nation, the idea of a 15 or 16-year-old girl. And so the media also attacked this differently, depending on who is reporting on it. And I found that very interesting as well. Are they girls or are they young women? Because when you say young women, people think automatically they might be 18, 19, and legal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a distinction and um but it's you know it's, I, 
It's, it's hard to say when someone becomes sexually aware too. It's just sort of like when I probably became sexually aware when I was twelve or thirteen, but that didn't mean I was ready to have sex with a man in his thirties. Right. Just because you're sexually aware does not mean that like, oh yeah, yeah, I should be taken advantage by some lonely idiot that can't get a woman his own age. That's what I always think when I see a man in his thirties dating a woman in her late teens or early twenties. I'm always like oh, the women you're in your age bracket don't want to put up with your bullshit, so you're going to go with someone that doesn't really have much life experience and thinks you're a god because right. you're, you're, you're a schlubby comedian, and, but, they, but they love comedy and they think that you're a god when really, right. like, you know, well, <laughs> most... You know, they, they see a guy on stage and he's getting all this praise and, you know, and he has a spotlight on him and, that, and I can see how that can be very uh, attractive, but I'm always also curious to see at, at what age do... Sort of women start thinking to themselves, "What? Like, why is this guy only dating so many young women and not his age?" Because I mean, there is a certain point where someone wakes well, up. I think and I, I think like, I think Kathleen nailed it on the head. I mean, I know, and we all know this person, and um, he dates younger girls because he's almost stuck in a mentality of that age, even though how old he is. And it's always like the idea: of Why does he date young girls? Because no mid. 20s or 30s girl is going to want to live or have a relationship with someone who's got a stunted mentality of an 18 year old even if they're in their 40s you know you don't want to bring home your boyfriend and your boyfriend says to your father hey dude can you pass me the peas dude you know what i mean that kind of thing when you're in your 20s and 30s you want a certain mentality and so older dudes like i think a lot of it is power it's all power they can manipulate these young girls into uh, putting up with things a mid-20s or 30s girl would never put up with because they have experience and know it's wrong. A lot of 18-year-old people, don't, I wouldn't. When I was 18, I probably would have done some crazy shit for pussy. I probably would have. And I'm not proud of that because I didn't have a lot of experience back then. And I could have been manipulated by some 35, 40-year-old woman. It can easily happen the other way. Yeah. When, I was when I was 17 and 18... My favorite Yahoo chat room was younger girls for older guys because I would because I think that women mature younger than young boys and sure. you, you think oh, I'm going to talk to an older man and he's going to understand what I'm going through and then they do they're like well oh, uh, I get all the stuff you're going through and everything and then you're like oh this older guy thinks I'm smart and beautiful and guys my own age don't think that and so then it's really easy to make a younger girl like really like you. I mean, I had a crush on this guy and I look back and I'm like, oh my God, he was a monster and a troll. And he was like trying to lure me uh, to California when I was 17. Like I, like I've all this stuff I've been thinking about after seeing all this stuff. And I'm like, it's so easy with the internet, especially for these guys to just go in and like DM them on Twitter. If they like your comment, that's what Chris yeah. Lane did. He, yes. he would find these girls that liked him and then he'd DM them and he'd be like, you know, he'd groom them to be, to come and have sex with them when he was in their town. So it just, makes, it just makes sense that you can groom them a lot easier with social media because you're not meeting face to face. So you can spend a lot of time. So that person feels safe talking to you and then you can break those walls down. And then when you do meet face to face, you probably will do more than you would have if there wasn't already that grooming process. And well, we understand that because we're in our forties, but these are 18 year olds. And I'm not saying every 18 year old is dumb and young and full of cum and they'll do anything, but the majority of 18 year olds and under, I think need the protection of what the law says. 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but there, there also there's there's a lot of cases too where it's sort of like like women will get into their forties or, or in even like mid forties and, and still put up with shit that they should have stopped putting up of with. Of course, of um, course. But I mean, but yeah, it's sort of like well, but but you know, a guy can also create this whole image for himself online and sort of use, you know. He can say things to a, to a woman to be like, "Oh, you're so mature for your age. You're all this. You're that." Of course. And, and so really. he can sort of create this whole image of himself to be this sort of majestic white knight. And then when they finally, you're and you're almost falling for the person that that is uh, the image online rather than the actual person, the the real person himself. You know. And I mean, as far as as far as women maturing uh, before men, I mean. I always think the classic example of that is that you, you that women would never think of a TV show like Jackass, you know. Yeah. That, right. That's, right. That's always, except for Eliza, you know, except for Eliza would definitely have female yeah. Jackass. Well, she does. She has like a female Jackass show. Oh no! I was just going to say, with the someone messaged me last night with a bunch of those like the Jeff Ross post and and the Crystalia thing and and then like they said, well, innocent until proven guilty. And I don't know if that's the case anymore. I don't think you need to necessarily, like he, I mean, Crystal Lee is not charged with anything, neither no. is Jeff Ross. No. But I mean, I think it's going to affect someone's. Uh, but Crystal Lee will be charged if some of those accusations are true, where he took girls' pictures and used them, their naked pictures, if they were under 18, and showed them to other comics and used them. And if that can be proven, he will be charged. Yeah, he has a reputation of like, uh, like there was this thing of your female comic never send Crystalia a naked picture because he'll turn it into a meme and everyone right. will see it and like that's a, that's, I mean he has that reputation so I, I don't yeah, I, I would I, deny. I, I said I, I think I, I've always heard that he was kind of a sleazy guy in the first place, but also he had a reputation for stealing jokes too. Right. Yeah. Hey, it's Mike Boyd. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin on Sirius XM Radio's Laugh Attack. It's a great fucking show. If you bleep that, I'll know the title of the show's bullshit. Who <laughs> knows? There'll be no bleep. Here. Tone the Newfoundland down. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're just talking about Crystalia. Do you even know what's going on with that? Oh my God. I know a little bit. All I know is that uh, he's a 38 year old man talking to 16 year olds. Right. And when there's, when there's eight or nine of them, you're probably fucked up. Right. <laughs> and uh, he's a piece of shit. If that's true, he's a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. So. But what I don't like, I'll say this straight up, we've started, yeah, is like, right. I get it, you're a piece of shit, whatever, but like, I can only talk to you three guys about this, well everybody, by the way guys, love you guys being back together, Thank round you. three, it's fucking awesome man, you guys are awesome. I watch every episode, I love three of you guys individually and collectively. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're the one. Uh, For real man, no seriously, seriously, Dave, listen, I get it Dave. You look like a vamp, a sexy vampire. There's Holly trying to get her nose in. Yeah. I got my little hole in here. Yeah, it's I have good drinks tonight. I have good drinks. No, but, but, 
But here's what happened. I love man. this time zone stuff. This time zone stuff's fun. Like, I mean, it's 10 a.m. No. and I'm smoking, but. <laughs> Listen, well, we're, we're not allowed to say that here. But uh, yeah. But here's the great thing, because we uh, it's our first time out in 98 days. What? Right. So just yeah. for the backstory. Yeah. Let it, so let basically, it we, we have a yeah we have a comedy club here that is every night, and uh, I got Brian home in time goes. for the podcast. I was like, you have to get home. We have to. She leave. did. She did. That's true. And I love you guys, but I, I was gonna cancel. Uh, <laughs> well, like, yeah, you guys cancel on me twice. That's fair. I owe you one. <laughs> but uh, Brian, yeah, it's all good. Is there any way you could turn? Yeah. Can you turn your volume down at all? Jesus, Dave, listen, I know you haven't talked to anyone in four months, but relax. <laughs> it's super loud. <laughs> okay, my bad, my bad. But anyway, here's the beautiful thing. So we haven't been out in 90-something days, right? And then tonight we went out, we went, basically went down to bring, we have a comedy club here in Bangkok that's every night, and there's a couple of broadcast comics that live above the club. So we, we went, went down to bring them a meal, right, like you do. And then it turned into, like, want to go get a beer? And we're like, are we allowed to get a beer? <laughs> And then we went out to a, a bar that was open, turned into beer and then other things, then turned into us listening to a bunch of reggae music. Uh, and it was, that's why I'm being oversharing now. It's creepy. Like, I'm, 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 I'm too excited to talk, and it creeps me out. <laughs> Just a bit of a backstory for people who don't know. You're, you're originally from Newfoundland, Canada. You now tour predominantly in, in that area of the world. Your home base is there uh, in Bangkok, yeah. right? Bangkok, and, yeah. So for us being sheltered in our homes and going shopping and things like that, that's one thing because we still have our neighbors and our friends that are close if we need to socially distance. But you are in right. a country, even though you know people, it's not like you're by your family. It's not like you have a lot of friends there that you've known for 20, 30 years. So it's a bit of a different existence for you to be locked in for that many days. Dude, totally. It's like, uh, well, you know, I'm a fucking comic. I don't got any friends. You know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I'm just doing the thing all the time. Yeah, and you're right, dude. It's it's really, it's fucking weird. Like me and Holly have been locked down literally for 94 days. We go outside. We went outside five or six times for vegetables and a few times to bring meals to friends, and that's it. Right. It was so weird, and like, cause like, like you were saying there, and you're right. Like I live in Thailand, which is technically a military dictatorship, right? So it's like, it's a different level. Like they have a curfew. It was a 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. for like three months. They have different things. Like it ain't Canada, right? Like if you fuck up, yeah. you fucked up. Right. And, and, and plus I got nervous, man. I was like, I did, I think I did m March 11th. And then think about it too. Like we got 30 or 40 flights coming in from China every day here. Right. And, and we perform on Khao San Row, which is, it has such potential. It's a cool club, but it literally can be one of the coolest comedy clubs in the world because every night, dudes just fly her to the club and we get like 50 or 60 people in from around the world. We get to play around our, with our shit, right? But think about it, but half the room was people from China. And then like around the beginning of March, it started getting weird. And I was like, I'm an, I'm an old fucking scared fuck. I'm like, I got to go home, man. I'm going home. I'm too scared. <laughs> and, and are you able to even go home? Is the, the border open? Yeah, it's open now. Uh, it literally just opened two days ago. They dropped a curfew. Um, bars are open now where you can do, like, not now, July 1st, they're opening up. You can do 50-seaters. Oh, okay. But they're going but, but to come around. Like, that's the thing. Like, again, it's a military dictatorship. Like, we can be doing a show, and all of a sudden, military police come in, and then shit is shut down. you got to show some ID. Right. 
Right. Yeah, that's never happened though, by the way. But like right now, I think it's gonna happen because yeah, it's just a weird time, right? They're trying to flex. And what is, have you talked to anyone back in Newfoundland? Because they're a unique situation being an island and you know, they, they, they shut their border down. You know, it's definitely locked in. It's not like people are going to start swimming to Newfoundland. You know what I mean? No, but it's fucking stupid there. Like in the beginning, it was a good idea what they did because we're on an island. Yeah. And it's like, fair enough. If you want to be smart about it, lock the shit down. But literally like a week ago, we had one case, but there's no international travel. Like, like I had to apply, I had to apply for a license to get home. Like we're going to do a, some kind of a tour this year. But I had to play. And I'm like, there's one dude. It's like, it's Darren. Just stay in the house, Darren. You know what I mean? Fuck off, Darren. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's what's fucked up. Now it's zero cases. And it's still the same. Like, there has been something that went to legislature that they're trying to change. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, and Newfoundland, you know how Newfoundland is. Like, Newfoundland, like, let's lynch him. He's outside. Get him. Right. Get Darren. Get Darren. Get Darren. Fucking get him. They keep on say zero cases and can you hear me yep, yep. yeah of course yeah yep. they keep on saying zero cases but then i saw there's a comic in toronto that got tested and he has it and he has no symptoms but he has like a, a little bit of the covid not a lot but like that's a, a little bit a little bit yeah like a shooter, little COVID. Like a shooter. yeah but shooter like in, COVID. yeah exactly yeah, just a little bit covid yeah, yeah but i mean in, in new flame we just say that that toronto did that to you <laughs> <laughs> Well, but I'm just saying that I'm just saying it's not gone away. Like even if it says, even if it's of course like, not. No, I know you're right. But at the same time, though, if I go back, like we have to self isolate for two weeks, and like it's, it's it's really strict, and I love it. I think it's a great idea. I know it's overblown and stuff, but I'm like, man, I don't mind being extra cautious. I'm not trying to fucking kill an old lady. You know what I mean? Right. right. Well, so, I, know, I, know if, I know if you saw this or not, but D.L. Hewley, uh, yeah, the states on stage uh collapses and now he actually has covid he yep. has zero symptoms all that happened is he just yes. passed out he had no change in smell or taste yeah. no fever nothing and he's asympathetic yeah. yeah so it's like yeah. how do you know you can't know dude it's terrifying like i'm and i'm gonna get the test i'm gonna pay for it i don't want to of course but i'm just gonna just to tell people to leave me the fuck alone you know what i mean it's right. like i got tested fuck off well, you know, you got to be weird because you already look like a foreigner there. Oh, I bet a lot of people automatically may think that you are carrying it into their country. Yeah, and you know how it is, Darren. My own family does it. Like I can't even stay with mommy. How Braun's coming back from Asia? Yeah. He got the Wuhan. He got the Wuhan. Like I don't want to deal with any of that bullshit. Right. right. Fucking idiots. He got the, he got the Wuhan. <laughs> yeah, fucking idiots. I got to deal with that bullshit. Yeah, I know. Yesterday, I had to celebrate Father's Day in the parking lot of my parents' building. <laughs> I didn't really get to go upstairs anymore. So, did you just wave at them? Yeah. Or did I, they I, come I, down? I just drove by and I threw some shit out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen those vibrators for men? They're like flashlights, but they're like they move. Like you just want to make all the work for you. It's time Kathleen. for you guys to live finally. <laughs> Kathleen, in Asia, in Asia, like dudes in Japan. Dudes in Japan are already married to robots. That's happening now. Oh my god! And why wouldn't they be? Yeah. What's a what's a sex store like a sex toy store like in Thailand? <laughs> uh, it's not really. They don't really. I'm sure they do. I, I go to like they don't really have sex toys, but it's on the street. It'll just be like here's Thailand because Thailand is. I love Thailand for that. Like 
the first time me and Holly came here, we went to a 7-Eleven and there was a, a lady behind the, the counter who looked like me with lipstick and earrings on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like us being from Newfoundland, our stupid faces, we were just like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. But in Thailand, no one gives a fuck. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And there's, there's actually three sexes here, right? You're man, you're woman, or you're somebody who thinks they're a woman or a man, whatever. But that's legally recognized, right? And but I just love that that's the thing. Like our stupid asses were just like, oh my god, because if that was a new flame, you'd be like, you gotta go to store and see this fella, man. Right. Yeah, it's fucked up, Kathleen. It's fucked up. It's super fucked up. But that's really cool that it's just like it's just accepted there, and nobody makes a big amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome because they don't fucking. It's a Buddhist country. They don't give a fuck. They're on to other lives. They're not putting up with our bullshit. Well, I'm I'm sure if it's if it's been like that since birth. You know, it's if it's like that accepting since like the moment that you're born, and there's nothing, there's no right, like, there's no things, there's no hoops you have to jump through to explain something to some kid of just like. But dude, think about it too. Think about it too. If you were a real Buddhist, like a proper Buddhist, where you believe in the afterlife, you believe in other lives. So like, we just think it's all it's just such a finality to our shit, right? Like, oh my god, oh my god, they think like I die, oh fuck, I'm a butterfly now. Shit happens, right? Yeah. Right. Like. They, like in Thailand, you'll see like there's a lot of car accidents here and a lot of weird shit. You'll see dead bodies sometimes, and people take selfies with the bodies all the time. It's so fucking weird. But they ghosts are a real big thing in Thailand, so they're trying to take a picture of ghosts. Right. When I'm a ghost, I want to go to Thailand. That's what. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think about all the traveling I'm going to do once I'm dead. It's going to oh. be great. Think about those. It's a good place to be, man. Cheap food and fucking pussy ghosts everywhere. Yeah. Pussy ghosts. Yeah. Pussy ghosts. Pussy ghosts. Pussy. Just a like yeah. there's vaginas floating yeah. around. Well, yeah. you can't find it. It's like a flying clitoris. You can't find it. You gotta try to. <laughs> Dave Martin yeah. and the Pussy Ghosts. I think that was a, a show. Yeah. Why? So I want to go visit a haunted whorehouse. Yeah. I hate COVID because I was I was supposed to be coming to Asia like soon, but now I can't. I gotta know. wait and wait. So yeah, but it's gonna pop off. Asia's gonna be popping again by the spring. It's weird now. Like, we're I'm doing a we're doing a Black Lives Matter charity show on Saturday, which is my first time on stage in three months, which is terrifying, as you guys know. And uh, the first time before this was 23 days, and this time it'll be 102 days. Are there so no, I know Kathleen. I know Kathleen. You've done shows, right? You've done shows like this month, right? Yeah, I've been working. I've had three full weekends of shows. Fuck it's, you. In your face. <laughs> I kind of like, I feel like there's some comics that actually probably are, hate me. Not like hate me, but like are mad now. And I, I kind no, of like. of course. <laughs> of course. Jealous, jealous me a little bit. Me a little bit. Jealous cocksuckers. <laughs> but I can yeah, tell you, not, like not doing much. comedy now, doing comedy now, like crowds are, are happy to be out. They're willing to laugh at a lot of stuff. Even like I, even some racial stuff, because you know you, we thought it was gonna get. But everyone is just like pretty accepting as long as it's smart and funny, and it was really fun. Is, is there a well, black isn't matter? What's the black uh, matter movement in Asia? How is that? Yeah. What is that like? I'm very. It's actually, it's actually pretty awesome, man. Like, I um, I got a weird. You know when you ask yourself questions, like I had to reevaluate my life. I'm like, okay, let's get let's get real with it. Like, who am I? Like, I've appropriated black culture my whole life. Like, I grew up, I love basketball, I love boxing, I love baseball, I love hip-hop, now I love blues. And I uh, I got a weird story how, like, I'm not going to go into it, but basically, like, 
I wrote a Sports Illustrated article in 1991 before the internet. This coach who helped guys get scholarships. I was a really good basketball player in Newfoundland. Best point guard in Newfoundland, 1992. What? Anyway. Uh, you got to say, best basketball player in Newfoundland. So, what was the Yes. Like? Yes. That's, yeah, that's worth something, Dave, you racist motherfucker. <laughs> no, but anyway, the point is, the point is, I called this coach. I ended up going down Detroit and going from, like, Stupid Mount Pearl, Newfoundland, homogeneous Mount Pearl, Newfoundland to like inner city Detroit where like I watched kids throw guns up to the second floor and kids cop them because they didn't want to go through the metal detectors or hanging out the bathroom roof, bathroom window. And, and of course my, you know what I mean? Like, and you, you just, I became like a big fly on the wall of systemic racism. Like I saw it, I saw it. And like, I have a lot of black friends. I'm not that guy that goes, Oh, I got a black friend. I have a lot of black friends. I just do. And they've been calling me out on it, like asking for an ally. And I'm uncomfortable with it, but I'm like, fuck yeah. It's not about black shit. It's not black shit. Like a, a, a dude, eight minutes and 46 seconds. You know what I mean? Like on his neck. It's like, how do you watch that? And they're like, yeah, uh, I know, boss. Did you see you know? there's a video? There's a video of a woman that saw one of the cops that was, um, involved in the George Floyd murder, not the one that did it, but he was, he was there and he's out on bail. Oh, it's, I can find yeah, it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's out on bail right now. And so she's in a grocery store and she's in his face. She's like, you're just walking around like nothing happened. Oh, and you think that's no, okay. That's, and, wow. and he's like, just like, he doesn't say anything. He says a few things, but he just kind of stands there and takes it. But it's like, she's right. She's like, why is this guy walking free? He killed, he helped kill somebody. Yes. And, and you know, I, and, I don't know if you guys know this, like story, the Korean guy, the Korean guy was in, in video. He's his stepbrother. He's married to his, he's married to his sister who was actually in Miss Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on. Well, you know, when I, one thing I always, um, always tell people about because i i'm obviously a white person in north america but i went to japan for two weeks uh in the late 90s early thousands and i went off on my own not for sex reasons dave um like Tyler. but for i went to, reasons I, I went to kyoto by my <laughs> oh, oh shit oh shit shit happened no it's a shit happen stick up rope I went to I went yeah. to Kyoto on my own, and I was the only white person for miles, like hundreds, yeah. of thousands of people, people stopping, staring, treating me different. I was a visible minority for the first time in my life. Right, it was awkward as fuck, and I said I would never want to live here for that exact reason. I'm but dude, but nobody wanted to hurt you. I know that. That's my next level is. Imagine. I was more like a kind of something kind of cool and awesome. Like, oh, look at yes. that thing. Not yes. Like, oh, that thing might hurt me right. and it's different. So right. I could understand just from that experience. I couldn't imagine what it's like for. Black Dude, I have friends of mine. I have friends of mine in Korea. When I used to teach English in Korea, I had black friends of mine. I had a friend from Compton who was like such a good guy, but on the street, he was straight up street and talking shit. But he was on a date with a Korean girl just in a restaurant. And he just walked out afterwards, but because he was a black guy on a date with a cream, he just got jumped by random dudes. Right. 
Just random motherfuckers who don't even know him. And he's, and I know three guys that happened to. I know. You know, and that's just all I know. Like it's fucking, it's insane, man. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking. I don't understand. Uh, can you guys help me with this? I hear other comics calling other comics about just like, oh, if you're not willing to post, but whatever. But I'm like, I don't understand how you can't post. And I'm not trying to be all virtual signaling, whatever. I'm being honest. Like, how the fuck can you not post about this? I don't understand that. And seriously, if we, all, we all have a bit of a following. If you have any bit of a following, if you can change three minds, why yeah. the fuck not? That's why I think it's important for, for us to post people, white people that have followings, because I'm yes. sure I have some followers that have some really horrible point of views because they like blowjob jokes. But yeah. uh, if they read something and they're like, oh, I never thought of it like that. And now I'm going to change yeah. my mind even a little bit. And that's, yeah. that's why, that's why we have to share it. Totally. Absolutely. You have to, these, of course you got to, like we got fans from Grand Prairie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, especially us. Yeah. What I've been doing, especially in the last three weeks is I've been sharing a lot of things, but not saying anything. Yes. I'm just, I'm just listening and then re, just reposting very important information to get out there. I think well, you, know what I do, you know what I do, Darren? You know what I do? My thing is like, I know what you're doing. And that's, I, I, I did that too. And I do that too sometimes. But I'm like, right. uh, maybe I shouldn't say people, my friends, my people, our people, like they're so fucking stunned. Like I'll, I'll quote the most basic couple of sentences from that piece and put it as the thing, just yeah. so they're just, just just to tease them in. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because if you just post a random thing, people's attention spans are so fucked now. It's hard to even get people to look at anything. How the fuck do you do it unless you're blowing up a balloon and jerking off? Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to do my part too. I'm trying to watch a little bit more interracial porn and yeah. just to see it from both sides. Yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, I know. I always think it's. I always think you should put one sentence if you're gonna share something or if you're gonna post an article. You need to have one sentence that says whether you're for or against this, or at least gives. No, no, you don't. No, you don't have to be for or against it. Just something provocative to get them to read the fucking thing. I know, but but at least say at least have some comment that says you've read this and what you've gotten out of it. It's just weird when people just post something and then it's just sort of like well, you kind of just want to get someone who's posting its perspective on it as well as. Rather than just sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But the way I look at it now, the way I look at it now is like people, there's no more conversations. It's word fights. So you've already took a stand, so they come in hard. Right, right. I know that... Well, you also have to be careful when you're just sharing stuff that you're crediting the person that actually right. made it. Because that's Always. the thing right now in... Um, like I, I follow this one account on Instagram... And it's 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 a it's an account for black women, and they put a post that it's like if you're a white woman and you're stealing something from a black woman and not giving her credit, that is awful. That is just as bad as being. Well, you're not stealing from anybody. Don't steal. But like the whole thing of like, you know, there's black artists and and white uh, influencers are just sharing their art and not credit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't. I find it's just such a fine line to walk because you know if you want to. You know, as, as a white person, you want to speak out and say something, but then you're also worried about being told to sit down with your white sister. No, fuck that, Dave. No, fuck that, man. Honestly, listen. I, 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 no, let me say this. Let me say this. I'm, I'm actually really passionate about this. Like, 
I've gotten dozens and dozens. I've got maybe 200 messages, honestly, to be honest, in a couple of months about me, people trying to basically the, the, the uh, dudes from Alberta and expensive sunglasses and cheap gold chains trying to put me in my place. You know what I mean? Right. Guys with jet skis as their profile pic. Those fucking cunts. And I'm like, listen, dude, like, telling me to be Canadian, like, fucking talk about truth, all that, or just like, fuck you, like, what do you think, you're black? I'm like, dude, you're so stupid, it's even hard to talk to you. You're so fucking stupid, like, I'm trying to be a nice guy here. And and, and that's, that's what's flipped in me, that switch. I'm that guy, and it is uncomfortable as a white guy. It's really uncomfortable as a white guy to be pro-black right now, whatever that means. But you know what, fuck that. If we're, if we're, if I'm being honest, let's be honest. Like it doesn't matter. Pro black, pro brown, pro whatever. Pro being a good person. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Stop being be, But it should be Stop uncomfortable. Like you can't just say, oh, yes. they're just, they're not gonna yes. like it. Well, no. If somebody, if a black person comes at you and tells you to shut up, it's kind of like, you know, they have every right to. Like you can't, but you can't be like, oh, poor me. I just posted. I was just trying to help, and now they're hurting my poor feelings. Me. They have more than every right to be angry. Yeah, at, more than prepared for a certain amount of backlash if you're going to be posting something that might be controversial and stuff like that. Fuck the backlash. What is backlash? Like, look what Joey Diaz is doing right now. He don't give a fuck. Yeah. And yeah, that's, he, the that's, way, that's the way to be. Come at me, motherfuckers. I dare you. But I think that, that that's a whole other thing that's like a really weird thing right now. And my, my main thing with the Joey Diaz thing is... Um, as soon as a woman comes forward and says he did it to me and other ones, then that, then we're going to have a problem. And my other problem with that is that in the story, he says, this was, it just, it just really grossed me out. And I'm a Joey Diaz no, fan. I agree. No, just, yeah. listen, just listen to me. So he, he said that he did it when he was hosting a show in the belly room. And if you know the history of the belly room, the belly room was created so that women could get on stage easier and not have to go through men to get on stage. And so when um, I heard him say that he did that to get women on stage in the belly room, whether it actually happened or not, it really It's horrible. It's off. horrible. Because I was just yeah, like, that's horrible. not your room. No. And it's, it's not it the room. It's not the room. But then it's like, okay, but then let's be honest. If we're being ourselves, we're being real, we're being ourselves. It's like, okay, that is fucked up. That's definitely fucked up. But it's like Joey Diaz, like like he said, he, he basically tweeted back, I think, like, you didn't like that story, cock sniffers? Here's this story, and it was a story about him fucking a one-legged woman, right? But then it's like, okay, like, there has to be, and I'm not trying to justify it. It's bullshit. It's crazy. But, like, if you're a 29-year-old lady, let's say, and you go suck a guy's dick in the green room to get on, like, there has to be some kind of accountability for you as well. Like, in, in that situation, like, Joey's definitely, of course, there's the, pay, uh, the patriarchy and the craziness and the bullshit, but, like, if... This is and this is fucked up to say, and I'm not saying I believe this, but I'm saying if you're funny enough, you don't go out, you don't you don't gotta go up in the room and suck his dick. But this is a different thing. It's different because it's L.A. and there's a lot of desperate, untalented right. people there, right? And there's a lot of right. mentally ill, untalented people there, especially right. no, totally. at the comedy store. The comedy store, when I was there, at least embraced like craziness. Like there's that no, it is. Yeah, totally. There. And so I was witness to some stuff that I was like... No, Kathleen, listen, by the way, like, can I say for the record, I don't believe that. I'm just saying that's no, the other... I know, but I'm just giving you this perspective. No, you're right. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I was there once. I was there in the back hallway of the comedy store, and there was a drunk girl, and all these comics were in a circle making her lift her shirt up. And I kind of walked in on this, and I was just like, 
oh my, I didn't even know what to do. I didn't stop it. I should have stopped it. But like it's, then it's a comedy store and you don't want to be yeah. in the pool there. So it's, okay, I can, so there, a lot of those guys have done bad things to women. Because no, Kathleen, listen, by the way, let me say this because I don't know how this shit's being edited. I totally agree. And I yeah. think he's a piece of shit. And I think like, think about it. There's no reason for a 38-year-old person to talk to a 16-year-old unless you're their teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Or pretty or whatever. Or you're just serving them at a gas station or whatever, you know? Even the Joey Diaz situation, it it's wrong. And I yes. don't think – but my problem, my thing is, I don't think this is going to really do anything for Joey Diaz because his fans will like that he did that, and those who don't like it are against it. And he's totally. been playing that game of I'm just playing to my base and they're going to stick around by one-upping with the one-legged story. And I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, that's just... The whole exactly. Idea, the whole idea of, oh, that's just Joey. He's crazy. Those days are done. Yes. Those days and it are should done. be. And they should be. I, look, I 100%. And they should I, be. I sometimes get lumped into these kinds of comics because I'm an edgy, dirty comic. Sure. A lot yeah. of their actions that they do off stage, yes. the influence of drugs and alcohol, I do not condone. I don't like. I've never, to my knowledge, but Aaron, you know how it is. It's not. It's not the edgy comics. It's not the. It's the guys who fake nice and got fake laughs. They're the fucking creep. Sure, but at the same you know what I mean. They they all have done shitty things, and now yes. I think they're all just going to play to their base, and that's either yeah. going to make them or break them, and that's just the yeah. way it is. And no, fuck that. Chris D'Elia deserves to be shut down, for real. If that's true, he deserves to be yeah. shut down, for sure, of course. But you know what? If it's true, and if it doesn't, but also I think in, in some, you know, I think in some areas it doesn't really matter if it is true. I mean, people will just believe the, the first thing. That no, dude, it matters. It definitely matters if it's true. Oh, it definitely it, matters if it's I, true. No, I, no, it matters if it's true, but I just think in the, uh, you know, the, 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 in, in the, the, the court of, uh, context of it all yeah of the court of public opinion you can already yeah yeah that's true for sure and also i think i i I don't know it's just the show business is a weird thing that has like we've said before there's there's no hr department there's no department of of what you should right and it is a sort of a business where people will do anything to make it so but listen dude we do it three of us do it four of us do it like we we know dirtbags we haven't reported yet Sure. Oh, you yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. I've said this before. I've said this before. They're all like shocked about Louis C.K. jerking off in front of women. I'm like, if I told you how many comics have done that or have whipped their dick out in front of me, I'd break yeah. a lot of your hearts for your heroes, right? And yeah, a lot yeah. of female comics have stories yeah. about this. And a yeah. lot of female comics are protecting people right now. Yeah, I like when I was yeah. first in comedy, like literally six months in in Edmonton, I would always go to the club every weekend, hang out, drive the headliners back to their hotel. And then one time, like this one comic that was the cool comic was like, oh, you should come up to my room and like have a drink and then we'll like watch a movie and like I can talk, we can talk about comedy. And I mean, <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is naive me, naive yeah, me, but course, I just wanted course, to be accepted. Yeah. So I go up to his hotel room, I'm sitting on another bed, he's sitting on his bed and then he's all of a sudden he goes, I wasn't even looking at him. He said, do you know that I have my dick pierced? And I was like, no. And then I... And then he's like, do you want to see it? And I looked at him and it was out. And I was like, no. And so this is like, it happens all the time. Yes, and it does. I don't think, 
I, there are people who have done really bad things to me, but I also don't want to destroy their lives. It's not worth it. No, no, of course. But, of course. but they have to be, but they have to, but men have to start being accountable. Yes. And they have yes, to Yes, me, me, me and Holly were talking about this. Me and Holly were talking about this. My wife, we're talking about this. I was like, you know how it is like, okay, when that person or those people we're hanging out, four of us are hanging out, seven of us are hanging out, eight of us are hanging out, and then that person comes, and then we all get on the edge because that person controls shit. We're going to switch it to where like, fuck you. Why do you well, get to make us all uncomfortable because we're too busy to call you out? Yeah. My question is this, though. I just want to say one thing, Dave, and then I'll let you go. Because this is. Am I wrong? No, no. But the, By I, the way, I've been Kathleen. drinking. I've been drinking. Yes. But, but Kathleen, that story, of course, is horrible. But what horrible. Would, what would you like to happen to that person that did that? Because you're the victim in that situation. I have Great my question. own answer. You have yours. I'd like to know what you think would make you whole with that person. If that person apologized, or do you think there's no point because that person's not a good person? And you don't have to tell me who it is. I'd like to know well, because you went through it. Yeah, I just think um, that, like, I honestly just think that, like, I just want them to not to not do that to other women. Right. Like, it's not like oh. I would, he, he didn't assault me. Right. He didn't rape me, but he right. made me really and it made me like a little bit and i'm such a young comic at that point like right. i could have been like i don't want to be yeah. in this business but right. i was dumb and yeah. i loved comedy and i yeah. say but i think sorry i'm fine <laughs> yeah. but i think that uh i mean they probably don't even, maybe they don't even know or remember it but i don't right. i've right. forgotten it that's the so, fuck up part i wouldn't expect an apology you do remember it you do remember it yeah. and it did affect you and they may, I'm not, I'm not justifying, they might have been drunk or high and have no memory of doing that. And they no, they were either of those things. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'm but I'm just saying, uh, that right. wouldn't have been an excuse anyways because you're no. still the victim. Yeah. Oh. A lot of comedy gets off on, I was drunk or high and it was after a show and we did some fucked up things. And I, I just don't like those crutches always being used in our business. Totally. So I've, I've, I've had... My problem with the, the drunk defense is I've had alcohol used against me in order to get me. I had a guy that, uh, and this is comedy again, that, that I, he asked me at the beginning of the night to hook up with him. And I was like, no, I don't, I'm not attracted to it. I don't like you like that. And he continued to bring me doubles. I continued to bring me doubles and got me blackout drunk. And I ended up hooking up with him. And I was so angry in the morning. Right. That I did that, and I'm like, well, I shouldn't have been drinking that much. But I'm like, he shouldn't have been drinking, buying me those, bringing. Right. He wasn't even buying them. That's the worst part. He should have been bringing me those drinks. Like he yeah. should have left me alone when I said no, but he didn't. And that's the, yeah. that's the problem. Is like he didn't rape me. I had yeah. sex with him, but I didn't. I didn't yeah. want to. Right. So right. this is the thing. This is, and the guys are like, well, there's a gray area. If the gray area is does not exist anymore, if she says no, leave her the fuck alone. Right. Well, that's about. why swingers clubs are smart. Dave, Dave, you want to say <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I wanted to say something a while back, but now we, uh, but it's, I mean, yeah, sort of like Whitney Cummings' response to the whole Chris D'Elia thing. I mean, the last line, she just sort of said that I'll, I'll, for the most part, that a lot of guys should step up and know what they're doing is wrong and should stop doing it. I think a lot of the, the Joey Diaz thing, it's just sort of like, I mean, uh, he loves to exaggerate. He loves to make shit up. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put everything that he says to, uh, you know. This, he, of course not. Yeah, he's Mark Twain. People were getting mad at Joe Rogan because he laughed at it. It was another one of those weird cases where people were 
seem to be just as mad as uh, Joe like Rogan. Joe Rogan. Laughing at yeah. No, but actually, I think personally, I am too. I think the laughter is the is the tell. Right, but I mean, it's sort of like I mean, it's it's sort of like, but I mean, we've all sort of had that moment of awkward laughing when someone says something so outrageous you can't believe it. But, no, but Dave, if someone said to you, if if, if me and you and Darren were hanging out, and Darren was like. I didn't let these girls do a fucking shitty open mic set unless they suck my dick. We wouldn't be like, ha, 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 clap, clap, clap. Uh, no, 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 no. We, no we, we, you know what I mean? That's a tell. That's a tell. Like, even though they, they're famous and they're egotistical and all that, but there's more to the, there's more to that shit. I don't know if you guys saw this. I just watched this a couple hours ago. It's fascinating. So some one of these fucking, what do they call them now? Heroes who went back and looked at old footage and shit. They got footage of, uh, he's on, I think it's called Fighter and the Kid. It's like Brian Callen and Brandon, the uh, fucking yeah, yeah, big yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, they talk about, I can't remember what they talk about, but some shit, but some guy trying to troll underage chicks online. Yeah. And then they said he's on Snapchat. And then, and then Delia was like interested, really interested in like, he oh, goes, yeah. I thought Snapchat disappeared after like an hour. And he goes, no, he can take screenshots. And yeah, Delia's 40 years old. Yeah. He's not, yeah, but but is that's that to me, even though we were led into it with like we were led into it, it's very interesting video. Yeah, I think the thing with Joe Rogan, I think the thing with Joe Rogan is Joe Rogan represents the boys' club of comedy. He really does. Of course. Because right. because he supports men. I don't know too many women that he really champions. Like if you're an alpha ma male, he's gonna have you on his podcast and stuff. He doesn't have women on very often. There's some tap really talented women in, in LA that never get their due that should. And I think that's the thing that makes it worse is because he represents the alpha male that really is like, I hate the word trigger, but it's a trigger to some women. Um, yeah, totally. Assaulted, and then giggling and laughing about making girls blow someone to get spots. No, it's horrible. It's horrible. Piss off a lot of women. Of course. It's horrible. It's I'm not saying it's too. horrible. No, Listen, all, you do, you all you had to do was become a lesbian scientist and Joe will have you on. Yeah, yeah exactly. See, but no, that's, got, I, that's the thing. We got about two or three more minutes before we got to wrap it up. So if there's anything else anyone wants to add before we will. Uh, Listen, I just love talking to you guys. This is the first time I've engaged. That's why I'm loud and fucking yappy. I haven't talked to anyone in 102 days besides my wife and a couple of fucking, a couple of sad comics. <laughs> This is Sean Prelove, and you're listening to uh, XM Radio. XM Radio, that's right. You know what you're listening to. Was there something else? No. Just Who are you people? You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Kathleen McGee, who has a funnier nickname. Nikki, what is it? What's it's, my nickname? It's Tess McGee, everyone. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get to tell my white privilege story. Oh, you poor white man. <laughs> oh, it's going to have to wait 400 years, Dave. I didn't get to tell my white privilege story. That's the funniest. You need to make that. That's shirt. the end. That's the end right there. I, I'll decide when it's the end, but. Uh... <laughs> there you go. All He'll right, use well, his white privilege. I mean, all right, I'll just have to virtue signal on another show. Okay. Thank you, Thank you. Sean's the book. There's the cover. Oh, hey, Sean. How did you sleep through that? I was really loud. <laughs> hey, so Darren, I just went, when, so when you were in Japan, and uh, did you find that you were treated better? Yes. 
Hundred percent. So you yeah. felt like you were you were treated better. It's like you were like a novelty to them. It was yes. sort of like, yes. oh my god, look what we have. It's sort of like, you, oh yeah. It's like you were very much like people like they, would just walk up to you like just strangers, and they're like, I want to practice my English with you. Is that okay? And then you're like, yeah, sure. I'm. I don't know anyone. I got time to kill, and they would just sit there and talk with you. And it was it was very much like you're this kind of oddity. But like like they like Brian said, but in a positive way. Yeah, they didn't want to kill you. It's right. Like yeah. you're like Casper, the friendly ghost to them, literally. Yeah, it's sort of like they let out one of the zoo animals for the day. And yes. Like, oh, I yes. think they're so close to it. Yeah. And anytime I looked lost, someone would look at me, and then I could easily go up to them, and they, you know, want to practice their English and then help me, and then they would take you to where you want to go. Like it was like very friendly, but I still didn't like the always be feeling. I've always struggled even as a comic after shows, people staring at you. So that was even tenfold of like being around. Like it's, it's like being on a cruise ship where everyone knows you're a comic every single day. That's why I can't do cruises. Well, I'm sure there's other reasons why you can't do cruises. Sure, but, but, but that's Other one than way. your act, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I was always just uh, uh, curious about that because it was just um, um, just the, the, I mean, the club that I was at in Winnipeg, you know, it had a bar in it. And uh, I went to went to the bar the first night that I was there, and it was like I was the only white person in the bar. It was all natives, right. and there were like two Filipino guys behind the bar, sort of running the place. And there was a <clears throat> there was a black guy uh, who was the security guard, and he was wanding everyone down coming in with a metal detector. But uh, when I walked in the bar, I was like the only person that was not wand down. Wait, I was right. not. I was wasn't patted down. Right. Security. He didn't do the metal detector thing on me. Right. And 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 every other native person was probably a regular at that bar, but and they were always, you know, way wanded down. But it right. was just it was just one. It was one of those weird moments where I was sort of like, oh, okay, this is a clear example of what it's like to be. Well, Winnipeg, maybe not even necessarily better, but but it was just that weird uh, automatic assumption where, oh, well, this guy's a white guy. He's probably not going to cause any shit. Right. Which is Winnipeg. Winnipeg also has struggled for decades with um, the Aboriginal uh, problem there, like uh, the way they're treated and the alcohol problem and they have nowhere to go. And a lot of them just kind of, you know, roam the streets of downtown uh, and there's nowhere for them to go. So they've always had a real struggle with that. So I'm not surprised that happened to you in Winnipeg. Um, I'd love to have Kenny on one day to talk about that because he's known about that struggle for decades. Yeah. yeah, it was just one of those, like, I mean, if I ever had to cite an example of white privilege, that would have been it. Well, my white privilege <laughs> is very basic. I went to No Frills once and they had something on sale. I can't remember if it was chicken wings or something. And I'm waiting around an empty bunker and there's literally like 30 or 40 people that are uh, Asian. Okay, they're all waiting for the bunker to be filled and I'm in the front and they fill the bunker and they literally pushed me out of the way. So I got no none of the food and the staff member saw this. It was like a white woman and she looked at me. She went, hey, come here. And she took me around to the back and she went into the freezer. She grabbed me whatever the food was, the wings or whatever, like a stack of them, handed it to me, kind of winked and nodded at me. And I'm like. Well, this is white privilege. This yeah. is white privilege. It's pretty good, huh? Floor. This is pretty you good. Got wings. <laughs> I got pretty my good. wings. As many as I wanted. But uh, yeah. Victory. <laughs> Victory. 
one wing at a time. <laughs>